Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. Hello, welcome back, welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing? I'm doing great on my side. I'm I'm doing pretty good over here. Yes, I am coming off of Ebola virus. <laughs> or, or something. <laughs> but all is healing well, I think. Good. Good. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Erica's getting better. Good. Gonna get her off this sick and shut in list. <laughs> right. Right. Please. Please. By, the, by the time this airs, you're going to be 100%. 100. Yes. 100. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, glad to be back. I feel like we haven't recorded in a while. Um, we just had a lot of life, and we definitely took a much-needed break a few weeks back. So definitely want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in to our Facebook Live when we talked about racial trauma. Um, we had our very a special guest, uh, Dr. Charles. I am forgetting his last name. Helm. Helm. Yes, Dr. Charles Helm. So thank you for those who uh, watched. We got some great feedback, and we will be doing one again. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So what's been on your mind as far as what have you been paying attention to that's out there? So um, the biggest thing for me has been the Insecure season finale. Yes. yes. Did everyone get a chance to watch? Oh awesome. yeah. Oh awesome. yeah. I stayed up to watch. Same. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It comes on so late. It comes on. It does. So, so y'all, late. what time does it come on? Because I, I never watch it once 10. it drops. It comes on at ten. Ten o'clock. Lord, the time. And that's my bedtime. Yeah, I was about to say that's shower time for me because my goal is to be yeah. in the bed by ten thirty. Lord. Yeah, me, me too. That's my bedtime, 1030. Ooh, again, I say the signs of middle age. Cause... <laughs> How? Like, when did this happen? Like, when did it happen? I, I don't know. I, I woke up and I was middle age. Yeah. Like... Yep. I become the person I can't sleep past 730. Oh, my goodness. Were we not, all three of us, like, going out just a few years yeah. ago at that time? Not that we long were. ago. Like, going out. Kicking it. Like, kicking Hard. it. <laughs> and now, I can't even, like, I can't tell you, I mean, pending, you know, barring this corona situation, but I can't tell you the last time I was like, Y'all, it's 10-something. Let's get out. What you doing? Listen. Like, no. Would be struggling before Corona. Would be struggling to get to stuff that started Okay. Exactly. Remember the Latin band? Like, they wouldn't go on until, like, 1030? Like, on a Friday? That's too late. Uh -uh. Oh, I miss the Latin band. I know. I think they're still performing, but, uh. I won't be. I will not. I won't be there. Not here in South Carolina. Right. Okay, South Carolina is we setting some unfortunate, uh, we're you know setting some unfortunate. What do you call those things? Records. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't. I can't even help you. I don't know what you're trying to say. Erica got me. Erica got me. I'm over here. She she, she'll flow with me when I can't find my words. Well, one place (laughs) where it's not popping with coronavirus clearly is over in California. With our yeah. people from Insecure. Yes. Yes. And... Thanks for bringing us back. <laughs> <laughs> and so on the season finale, we see a number of things happen. We see Tiffany um, run away um, mm-hmm. from the struggles away. Sorry. Um, of you know, new motherhood. Um, we see Molly's relationship. Um, dissolve. We mm. see, um, you know, a wrench get thrown between um, Issa and Lawrence. So there was mm-hmm. so many things 
happening um, in that episode. So where should we start? I guess overall, we can do overall and then we can kind of zoom in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my highlights, what were my highlights? I'm gonna be honest. I didn't like it as a finale. Agreed. I thought it would have made like a good just general episode. But as a finale, I thought it was a little like outside of the, you know, the baby thing. It also, and I hate, I don't want to crap. Amanda Seals is, is not a dramatic actor. I agree. That scene at that hotel room yeah. door, I was like, oh, this is awkward. Like I'm uncomfortable with how bad this acting is. And, and um, I I really hate they went the, the trope of the outside baby. Because I feel like we've been down that road before. Mm-hmm. With, with the game like this is almost the exact thing that happened to Melanie and Derwin like almost exactly because right when they were about to get back together mm-hmm. when she showed up at his apartment mm-hmm. Janae was leaving and he had just told her or she had just told him that she was pregnant so it's like we doing this again mm-hmm. um, so yeah yeah I agree me too I- me too like I felt like as a finale it was a little lackluster for me um, I also felt like like I understood the importance of just kind of capping off what was happening with Tiffany. Like I get it, but I also felt like we spent like they spent like 20 minutes on that part of the storyline. And I just felt like it was not needed. Like I literally looked at the time when they found her at the hotel and it was like 20 minutes in and the episode was like 29 minutes long. So I was like, yeah, that, that definitely, that could have been dropped like earlier in the season that could have been talked about. So I just felt like that part was like a waste of time. Um, I felt like it was, you know, it's definitely needed to be talked about because they were dropping little hints throughout the entire season. Anybody could have seen that that was postpartum depression, you know, so they were dropping hits. So I feel like, you right. know, definitely wrap that part of the storyline up, but don't do it on the finale in the way that you did it. You know, it just felt very right. anticlimactic. If they were going to spend that much time, I think they should have at least named it. Of course. Yeah. They should have wrapped it up. Like they didn't flesh it out. It should have been a full episode. Like that could have been a full episode. One episode. Yeah. Just one. I would love to see the director's cut of that. Cause I feel like, you know how sometimes you can watch stuff. Well, maybe cause so I have this thing. I think I've said it before. I'm weird. I watch all the extras of anything, like any movie. So I watch all deleted scenes, extended cut, producer commentary. And so I feel like sometimes I can tell when too much has been cut out of a show. Like I, so like with this one, I'm curious to see what was edited out. Like what did they have mm-hmm. to cut for time? Mm-hmm. Cause it just, it, it seemed a little, I won't say off, yeah. but like that's a good point. This was a that's a good point. Y'all, like like you said, y'all spent too much time on the bus, not enough time. Like I would have honestly liked to have seen more time with Andrew and Molly in that conversation mm-hmm. than with Tiffany. If that's all they were going to give us, is that he found her. And oh god, I just like I literally was like, oh god, Amanda Seals isn't. This is not her strength. Yeah. And I wish they would have recut that scene. <laughs> it was just so uncomfortable to yeah. watch. Yeah. And then did you, so I watch it on the um, HBO app. And so afterwards it does like the little, um, Issa has like the wind down. And yeah, so um, Amanda was talking about how she like purposely did certain things to like build up to that moment. Like she purposely didn't get her nails done or like, like those types of things. And part of me was Uh like, Oh, you know, I feel like that's great. Like that's, that's really good. Like strategy as an actor, as an actress. But I also felt Uh like if you're going to do all of that part, like, I feel like I need you to have some skills to match that (laughs) preparation. Oh, that was her preparation. I thought, she, I thought she, like, right. That's what I was she thinking. did it. Didn't have her. Yeah. Like stuff. that was her prep. And then that was the way that she like got ready for the character to be in that space. Um, so on that, I, on that episode, apparently Tiffany didn't get her nails, hadn't had her nails done, like leading up any of the, right. the episodes where she was on, you could see kind of, I guess her decompensation. Right. I mean, I could see that mm-hmm. with that bad wig. You could tell with her hair. Yeah, you could tell with yes. her hair. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, that's great prep. That's great strategy, strategy, great technique. However, 
the skills it didn't even like it was lost on all on the lack luster yeah. skill set it looked like she wanted to laugh did it not like <laughs> it it looked like you know how like when kids are like really piling it on and they're doing like they're like pouting very like they really want to show you how sad they are right that's what it was giving me and i really like i don't want to trash her right you know because i don't want to do that but it was just one thing that did stick yeah it did um yeah another i don't want to go ahead oh go ahead did you have something to say about her no okay because i'm like i don't want to do what insecure did and spend all that by our media talking about amanda sales because yeah let's let's move to another part of the of our review (laughs) so lawrence and Issa, i honestly wasn't sure how i felt about wanting them to get back together Mm -hmm. but then i started to go okay well you know yeah maybe i because i don't feel like either one of them really didn't want to be together they wanted things to change within their relationship you know lawrence needed to kind of figure himself out and Issa wanted different you know something more from lawrence so i think because lawrence was able to do that Issa was able to kind of you know find some strength in her identity that i think maybe it could work so this wrench they got thrown in. I was kind of like, dang, you know, why, why does the, this black relationship have to be so hard? Yeah. yeah. Like that was kind of like a, dang, you know, I was not pro Issa and Lawrence getting back together until the episode when they reconciled yes. and had mm-hmm. that conversation. Cause it showed like that they right. were wrong and they, they had that opportunity right. that most people, people don't get in real life. You know, most of, we don't get those conversations of this is what I did wrong. This is what you did wrong. And, you know, this is, and at least not when both people are single, oh. we usually get them when somebody didn't got engaged or whatever. Yeah, now they- that's a, that's an episode. Right. Um, so yeah, it was like, I think I just hated more so because we've seen it happen before. Like we've seen, we've gone down this storyline before, um, yeah, my, the thing that I think bothered me the most, like I was kind of disappointed in it because it was like, oh, things were just finally starting to look up for them. But it was it was Molly and Andrew. Um, mm-hmm. I, and so there was an inconsistency I felt with that. So one, again, I think I may have talked about this on here. I hate how a lot of movies and shows always portray the successful career-driven black woman as being, and it probably is in white mm-hmm. romantic comedies too, that they're incapable of having healthy relationships. For like sure. it just happens over and over. And I was really hoping they weren't going down that line, that lane with Molly. But Andrew said <laughs> right. something like, I've been feeling like this way for a while. And it was like asking Molly, but why do you want it so bad? And I was like, well, this isn't consistent with the behavior y'all have been displaying in the last, like this has not felt like a relationship for the sake of having a relationship. Like it felt like Molly was really trying because she liked him and and vice and he was putting up with a lot of stuff because he liked her. So that line, that threw me off cuz it's like, "Well, wait a minute. Like I guess she's been getting on his nerves. Like 100% yeah. get that." But when he right. made when those two statements, it's like, "Well, this is feel like going down another road. going down a different path." Yeah. And I think with Andrew and Molly like they both were in spaces where like they were they both were making mistakes like along the way you know um when Andrew said like oh you know I was giving a lot you know it's like well nobody asked you to just like keep letting things roll off your back and letting it build up you know um and then Molly taking a lot we know Molly, I think of Molly as a taker in the episode, you know, throughout the season, she's uh-huh. been a taker. Um, and so I feel like just that match with them was going to ignite at some point yeah. because she kept taking and he kept giving and they both were in like that space and he kept like bottling it up, uh-huh. you know, and not saying like, look, I'm, I'm, I've been giving a lot and like having that conversation before it got to this place of we got to be done. Like, I can't give anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so I think, shocked because I didn't see that coming. Like, yeah, yeah, it went from yeah, it went from like one place to the other and you could tell like molly was kind of taken aback by it too like she was shocked i saw an argument coming maybe yeah. or just like a let me point out 
who you are and her having like an aha moment like oh this is kind of you know a mirror between like my other relationships and maybe I can start to see my own patterns but not a oh I don't think we need to be together like that I wasn't expecting yeah 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 especially because there haven't been those types of conversations along the way you know it hasn't been those warnings along the way it's just been kind of like him swallowing it and I think we as an audience were able to see those warnings because we could see like when Molly would turn her back him doing the sigh or the look on his face but it wasn't evident to her and you know I think but I, I do think that's realistic in real in relationships. Absolutely. Like, you know, like one person's biting their tongue um, oftentimes yeah. and then it, it ends with a big blow up as opposed to it being conversations along the way. Yeah, which is why I think I was surprised that it ended like that versus I definitely thought it was going to be an ultimatum conversation. Like, look, if you don't get it together, this is not going to work versus kind of like I've been feeling like this way for a while and why are you fighting so hard for this kind of like this uh maybe this is we don't really couldn't I was like well that's different that's new that's not that's a new <laughs> like you just took her on a international trip with your family right. that doesn't right. sound like we're just going through the motions um and I think with Molly too and I was sharing with the friends uh because a lot of people are like Molly is trash I don't get into like such and such is trash with the show anymore because it, it you don't get mm-hmm. to enjoy it as much if you start yeah but I think Molly was growing right. but just like with growth growth isn't linear like especially for some traits that you've had for a long mm-hmm. time you you take a step forward mm-hmm. and you take some back so we saw her you know one thing I did like about their relationship is that she listened to Andrew she would take she, she really did. took what he said yeah to heart um in a private in a lot of cases yeah 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 um because even the whole mexico thing when she was initially like can we you know kind of be her her usual self and wanting just to kind of do what she wanted to do when she got there she was like nope i don't want to ruin this let's meet with your and so i was like okay that's growth like she caught it she realized what she was doing um but just like with anything that you're like a habit it's hard because <laughs> you some, you don't realize you're doing it, which goes back to what Shari said that, you know, Andrew would have been helpful for him to be a little bit more vocal to say, Hey, you're running over me here. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it makes me think about like, just, just hearing you say that makes me think a little bit about like when you get into relationships with people, of course, people are coming with their patterns, with their habits, with their, you know, the way that they engage and it just makes me think about how in therapy, how we're often, you know, showing those things to people where we're, you're, we're revealing it or helping them to reveal it to themselves, helping them to navigate through it. And it just made me think about like with Molly and her therapist relationship, we get a lot of her therapist kind of pointing those things out. I would like for her therapist to push her and help her navigate it a little bit yeah. more. Because, and, and, you know, that might be happening mm, in the outside. Right, you know? right. <laughs> but I would like to see that happening because I think although, especially in the black community, how, you know, we talk about stigma and we talk about, you know, more people are open and saying that they're t- going to therapy and doing therapy. I don't think that we do a great job um, with talking about the work that happens in therapy, yeah. you know? And so I would like to see, hopefully in next, next season. season, we get to see that a little bit more with Molly and her therapist. Her, hopefully she keeps going mm-hmm. one. Um, Cause we know she'll, she'll do disappear in act in a minute. So hopefully she keeps going, but hopefully we get to see her therapist, like not just pointing these things out to her or kind of, holding it up to her to see, but actually saying, okay, what are we going to do with this? And like working with her in that. Yeah. I think that's good. Just made me think of that. I think that's good. Yeah. What are your projections for each like subset of characters in the next season? So that's my projection for Molly. That's what I hope to see with Molly and Andrew and kind of their storyline continuing i don't think we're gonna see andrew again i think he's gonna be like a tasha no. um 
I want to see. Asian I liked Bay. him, but I don't. I think he was a <laughs> unless you know they. I don't know, but I don't. I don't. See, I see him being kind of like a Tasha, where collateral a, damage. Yeah. Um, I see Molly doing some intensive work, hopefully on herself, and um, same thing with her relationship with Issa. I think I see that being like the focal point. Well, maybe not the focal point, but I do see that continuing with next season and then both seeing like the parallels um and they're both romantic and interpersonal relationships mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i don't know what the heck's gonna happen with lawrence and condola like part of me Man. i don't want I, oh i want to say it but i don't want condola to remain pregnant oh i'm so glad you said it out loud <laughs> oh, are you gonna let me be the God. bad guy <laughs> No, I'm so glad you said it out loud because, like, honestly, like, that was my thought at the end of the season, of the episode, and I felt so bad for even having that thought. Like, right, I really right. felt bad. I was like, Erica, really? Yeah. But because, because of the, and I had to, like, question, like, why are you feeling that way? Do you really, like, yeah, I, I had to, I had to go through and personally process, like, why I was even feeling that way, but I felt that way initially. But then I said, you know what? I then I changed it and I was like, you know what? Maybe she's gonna have to. That that is kind of like the test. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. like I don't feel like it should be that way, but I feel like mm-hmm. that's gonna be a test of okay. Both of y'all said, hey, I'm here for this relationship. Then it you. shouldn't be con- <laughs> it shouldn't be conditional. It shouldn't be. Ooh, conditional. Let me tell you some things that I am not here for. <laughs> and that is a baby. I don't care if it happened even while if we it's were a on break. break. Baby? But y'all weren't even it doesn't together. Matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That baby is now going to change the entire Most dynamic of the relationship. So it doesn't even matter whether it was in the relationship or without. You now are having a newborn. And so that means you need to be at her appointments. Yep. Because any man I'm with, I'm going to want you to be like a you're not gonna be, be a deadbeat right so you're gonna have to and that's gonna be like the dynamics of our relationship is completely shifted i am no longer the priority that is your priority and it's already gonna be sticky because you and her are not together so you got to navigate that mm-hmm. that and is then she's gonna me. have a lot of emotional hormones exactly and yeah. it was and already icky Lawrence. anyway she's no not it was, him. it's not like they had this you know, clean split. They split yeah. because of his feelings for, for his ex, and they had so that. And you're trying to start off a relationship after there's already been like a a, a break. Mm-hmm. To for me, I'm sorry, no, not a newborn. Yeah, not even just a newborn, a pregnancy. Right, because then, then the yeah, she's just now in the early stages. I knew that I didn't like condolences for a reason. Condolences, she didn't, condola didn't she, do anything wrong. Look, Shari has like, never been wrong. in favor. Shari has wrong. never been able to say why. Right <laughs> now we know. Shari now just know. she I sees Condola as the infiltrator. That's, she is. She's and and you know how I feel about team. Right. I'm very team. No new friends. I'm very team. No new friends. Don't be coming over here. And yeah. now look at it. it. Blew up. It blew up. See, problem. Yeah. But that's not Condola's fault. It's they two adults. Fault. I'm not saying it's her fault. I'm not blaming her at all. <laughs> I just said I don't like the heifer. And oh my god. Where it has come. Condola is getting so much like <laughs> undeserved heat from heart. people. And I'm like, she didn't do anything. Like she did nothing. So outside of I, the block I feel party. Thing. Opposite of you, April, in that mm-hmm. I, I okay, so Tell I Tell me I, what I, she did. No, 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 not Condola. In in the whole like actually I agree with everything that you said about the the baby is going to you know, it's going to cause or it's going to create um, challenges for that relationship. However, I also feel like, you know, it's still possible. But um, yeah, so I, I really feel like this is an opportunity for, for them to really strengthen their relationship. Like, it's an opportunity for him to show like how he's going to navigate making sure that, you know, he balances 
you know, being there and present for not Candola, but for, you know, his child. Um, but also how he's going to make sure that Issa, you know, feels like a priority in his life. Yeah, definitely. And that's going to be a whole lot with him taking a job or maybe not taking a job in San Francisco. Yeah, so I would just like to see that play out in next season. I really want to see them work through that and Lawrence be a responsible, you know, father to the child that he's going to be having with Condola, but also find a way to make sure that Issa is key and important in his life and to show, you know, some maturity and how Issa is going to handle this situation because it's not going to be easy. Yeah. And you had said before that you felt the opposite of what I, of how I felt about, uh, Baby gate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Baby gate. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I agree with everything that you're saying, but, uh, well, actually, it's not even a but. It's a and I still want to see, I want to see them, you know, work through it. Yeah, so I agree with everything that you're saying, and I still want them to at least maybe show that it can be successful like it doesn't have to be a end to the relationship mm-hmm. and so I've, I've two things one um I think if Consola does you know the baby goes to full term Consola has the baby I do not believe that Lawrence and Issa are in a space individually but also in a space as a couple where they're gonna get through this like I just don't see the level of maturity there for them um but I also the other part is I I think that this was like as the story as they're writing it I think this was their way of keeping Lawrence there um I think there's a high possibility that Condola will not keep the baby or that the baby won't go to full term for whatever reason you know I think it's a high possibility but I think this was their way of keeping Lawrence in LA where he you know stays doesn't take the job because he wants to take care of his baby and and it just keeps that storyline going but I don't I think at the end something's going to happen with the baby she's going to lose it or changes her mind or something um so I see that happening. Yeah. As I was listening to y'all, I think, I, I think listening to you all talk, I think another thing that's like kind of this is right touching on for me is my aversion to like struggle love and ride or die tropes Yeah, for relationships, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when talking about black women and black men. It's this idea of sticking around for everything. And it's usually only on the woman because i i would be interested to see if Issa was pregnant with nathan's child would lawrence stay and would there be even as much of like a push for him to stay? like it's 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 Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i get stuff happens things happen that you can't control for but i think it's also i don't even think it's a sign of maturity as much as honesty of saying i don't this is not something i want to have to work through when starting a new relationship is an outside child um nor should that be like again stuff happens it's not like they plan for it so to me it's not even a matter of lawrence being wrong like i don't think he's a bad guy for this they had sex she got pregnant like he's not a bad dude it's just the timing sucks um and just when I think of this for me, some things I'm not competing with. And a newborn. You can't you can't win. You cannot win no, with a newborn. You can't. In another household. Of so I would be curious to see. I'm kind of with the both of you of how it plays out. because um, I'm trying to think if Lawrence were to go to San Diego or San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, to San Francisco Rice and Roni. Mm-hmm. Dang, I'd go for some rice and rona. Rice and roni. Not had rice mm, The San Francisco treat. Um, yeah. <laughs> it could kind of good. work because but. he's not necessarily a rec- he's not a um cast member that's on every episode. So I could see them having him like come back and forth, but it probably would get really messy and complicated. So I just yeah. hope they don't take another year and, and a half off 
between seasons. Well, they're planning to come right back. You Are know, they? Pending the oh, because they situation. can't record. Right, right. So we'll see. Are but, they writing? Yeah, they're writing. They're in the writers' room. They're writing. Um. So yeah, and it's been really interesting. So I've been like watching interviews with Issa and like Prentice and all of that but it's been interesting to just hear the way that they're thinking about it because they don't know what's going to happen either Mm -hmm. right so because they're in the writer's room um so they're not fully sure on what the next turn is going to be either so I'll be interested to see kind of what continues to happen with Issa and Lawrence and like um like Erica was saying um Issa and Nathan, like Nathan's still around. Nathan's in the back pocket, girl. He he's there <laughs> and ready. He's there with them eyes and that voice. Mm. Yeah, okay. and I can kind of see like <laughs> when I think about real life and kind of what happens. The you know the unfortunate, I think, the scenario that I do see playing out in real life is. People don't end up with the person that they they wanted to end up with. Um, Mm -hmm. Circumstances Mm -hmm. put people together. And so, you know, it would be interesting if what if it's one of those things where circumstances end up putting Condola and Lawrence together. And and we see that. I mean, because that that also goes to show it's like, no, we're not going to get that whole you know, happy ending with, oh, okay, they end up together. Because, you know, if we're looking at real life, and I think Insecure does a good job of, like, painting a picture of, you know, some of the things, some of the things that happens, um, you know, in in Black relationships and friendships and families. and, um, And so that is also another reality. No, you're right, you know, and, and oftentimes circumstances, you know, it's it's the deciding factor. Circumstances, you know, proximity, all of those things. The more time Lawrence and Condola spend together, the more likely they're going to build, a, you know, a really close bond. Um, Which is why this is my deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> about to be over there four days a week. And Condola is cute, and y'all just slept together. No, no. I mean, I'm uh-uh. not gonna this lie. Is... I, I really like her, and I liked her and Lawrence together. I, that's why I said I, I wasn't really sure that I even wanted Issa and Lawrence back together. Like you said, April, until they actually sat down and had the conversations, and things that were not known were put out on the table. Like you said, and a lot of times that doesn't get that doesn't happen. Um, you know, guys will feel a certain way and never communicate it. Women will feel a certain way and never communicate it. Or, or either party will never have the opportunity um, to communicate it in a way where um, they can say what they have to say. It's heard. A whole conversation is had about it. Um, yeah. So I really appreciated that scene because um, a lot of times relationships, you don't get to have that. You don't get you don't that. Know. That was probably my favorite part of the whole season, honestly. And it could be my own, like, projection of, like, God, I wish, like, I could have had. And not necessarily with the hope of of resolution, but just that, you know, like, you get it. Like the clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But one thing that, you know, I've learned, you know, whether as a psychologist, therapist, whatever, is that closure doesn't always involve the other person. Actually, rarely does and sometimes we have to be honest with ourselves do we want closure or do we want reassurance right um kind of like well i just want to have one last conversation and sometimes that last conversation leaves you even more confused or feeling worse because you know they say something so that closure is often within yourself and being okay with things ending and knowing that a relationship ending is not representative of a deficit Mm -hmm. or failure on your part, but just sometimes things end, sometimes things end earlier than what we would like it to. And I think the reason we struggle with things ending is because of the meaning we attach to the ending in school. We're talking about like mindfulness because that's a big part of like not the non-judging piece and kind of allowing things to happen without seeing it as a reflection of yourself or your failure or um and just said okay sometimes things happen that 
we don't want to happen. For sure. Or especially dealing with people. So many, you know, unknown factors there. Yeah, I think it's just really going to be interesting to see, regardless, you know, if they stay together or not, how they handle their decision. Um, because they've been prone to some messiness. Um, and so (laughs) it'll be really interesting to see how, how they handle the decision. Say Issa decides, you know, no, I'm not getting on, you know, I'm not attending that circus, (laughs) you know, if she's like, I'm not, I'm not going there. If it's going to really be where she doesn't go there, you know, or if it's going to be some, oh, shoot, we, we slept together again, you know, like, I'm really interested to see how they handle that. Cause that part is that is going to make or break it, you know. I think she's going to stay. I think I she's so going to, yeah, I think she's going to try to stay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think she's going to try to stay, and I think we're going to see the struggle. The thing, you know, we're, unfortunately, we probably are going to see the struggle of. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think part of it is going to be her. She's going to feel like she needs to atone for cheating. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think this is going to be like, well, if I had never cheated, maybe we wouldn't have been, you know, and I'm asking him to forgive me and give me another chance. So, you know, I think that may be her, her line of thinking. Wow. Oh, that was such a horrible movie. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't seen it, but it. I read the I read the plot on Wikipedia. Oh, you know what? And I but I was so excited to see that movie. This is a sidebar. Was so excited to see that movie, and it was so darn depressing. Um, and I was like, "This is why atonement is not a thing. Like, I don't think you can atone." I I mean, like I think acceptance of the things that you've done and you know, dealing with the consequences of your decisions is a far better outcome than atonement because I feel like yeah. it makes things so much worse. Well, yeah, because it's, it's born out of shame, mm-hmm. you know, it's born out of shame. And so anything that's born out of shame is definitely not going to lead you to the best outcome, right? So right. even if Issa is like, you know, I'm going to stick around because I'm, atoning for mm-hmm. the moment that I messed up, you know, it's, it's bred out of shame. Yeah. It's not out of fully good intentions. It's, it's bred out of, well, if I do you one, then we equal, right? right? We're even, <laughs> We're even. you know, yeah. we ain't got to talk about this no more, you know? And so yeah. it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see how they handle it. And I think it'll be really interesting to see the role that Molly plays in this. And how they handle it, because what we do know, what we saw with Molly and how she like shooed Nathan away is that she will ride for Issa. And so I'm interested to see after Issa tells Molly, like, this is what happened. This is what Lawrence did. This is my decision or I'm trying to make my decision. The role that Molly plays in how Issa either one makes her decision or how she carries out that decision. I wonder if she's even going to tell her. Mm. I wonder that too, because Molly has often, you know, met her with judgment when she and called her messy. Called her like messy. you like mess, right. and if this ain't messy, right now this is the messiest of messy. <laughs> like it's kind of like you, you, yeah. I think she's going to tell her because she wanted to call her when when they even hooked back up, you know, I think she's going to tell which I side eye. Yeah. But I mean, they've been friends for like 18, 15 years, you know, like, right. No, I get her wanting to do it, but I side eyed it because it was kind of like consistent with using. Yeah. 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 Their dynamic. Right. Yeah. They have a very um, codependent type of relationship. I don't know if I would call it codependent. I think they're, I think they have a horrible communications, not horrible. Let me not go that extreme. <laughs> I think their communication styles are because I don't get codependent from them because they they definitely function without each other. I think it's that they've been friends for so long. There's a habit there. I just think their communication is so f- not far gone, but like God, yeah, like the thing that they do, they do it so well. Like between the aggressiveness <laughs> and the passive aggressiveness, it's like man. Right. When I say 
mirror yeah. images. The reason I say it feels very codependent to me is because I think this season has shown us what it looks like when they try to exist without each other. And it's it's been real rocky. They haven't been able to, in a sense, create their own individual um, personalities outside of each other. And so this season was like them really trying to do it because of the rockiness. And I think they're going to fall back into that. Man, I tried that. That didn't work. Now I'm going to cling to you and ride for you. Um, but I, I'm interested to see. Yeah. I think Issa is the part like Issa makes Molly feel important and needed because Molly can come and save Issa. And I think she liked that. And I think Issa, you know, was very dependent on Molly initially for financial reasons, stability reasons, when Issa was so unstable. And so there was a, I felt, I don't know, codependent, maybe, maybe not, but there was definitely some, some, I don't know, neediness from the two of them. Like, it's serving a need. I'm not sure if it's the healthiest balance uh-huh. but it was functioning until it wasn't functioning so i think like somebody had made a comment somewhere about like relationships being transactional mm-hmm. yeah. um then when i was thinking i was like well actually yeah m- most, relationships most are transactional are, right <laughs> and like there's a whole theory out there when one person feels like they're doing too much mm-hmm. then you know there's dissatisfaction and I think what happened is, like you were saying, Erica, is their relationship worked at one point, mm-hmm. like the dynamic worked. But when that dynamic began to shift, they didn't communicate mm-hmm. it. And maybe they couldn't articulate it. Maybe they couldn't figure out what it was. But but that dynamic shifted and their behaviors did not. Like they were still trying to operate mm-hmm. on old dynamics and it and it wasn't fitting. So I think one of the reasons why like things have been so rocky it's because that core issue of communication is what is like at the core of it to me is that being able to say, okay, this is what's going on. And also, you know, just like with anything, feelings, hurt feelings get involved. So it's kind of hard to, not hard, but that, that gets thrown in a way um, of the two of them. So I, I hope, I hope they get to the heart of that. Yeah. Because I'm trying to remember if that was a cause of their first fight, if it was a communication thing. Um, like back in season one. Right. When they did, like um, when they went out to Malibu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know it had something to do with the um, the, the Broken Pussy song. And Issa was kind of saying something about Molly being a little loose. Because I remember mm-hmm. she ended up sleeping with the dude at, like to kind of get back. Which I was like, how are you getting back at her? Bye sleeping with a stranger <laughs> like she's supposed to be jealous right like what mm. but i can't remember what started like what was the yeah i, I do i mean I, I agree with some I, do, I agree with that because it's kind of like you know I, I see all relationships as a dance you know if we're both doing the tango you know we both doing the tango and if one person says oh okay well Let's start, you know, we're going to change it up and, and and do the swing. And one person is still trying to tango, but no one's going to get kicked. But you didn't tell the other person that we changed the dance. So, like, <laughs> you know, somebody's like, no, girl, you're going the wrong way. Come yeah. back and do this. And, and it's just off. It's just not working. Yeah. And had they said, hey, you know, I, I think I need to move a little differently. I need to do a, a different kind of dance. Like, can, let's try this out, you know, because it is a relationship. So that means if one person moves differently, the other partner has to be in step or be willing to change the dance a little bit in order for it to work. And they did not communicate. But it also makes me think of how we hold on to, to stuff, too, because sometimes we don't want to move. Like, That's true. Because when you're so used to occupying a space, and I don't even know if it's always conscious, um yeah yeah you kind of hold on to those things like you carry that grudge you know uh yeah and you know I definitely think for them like it's been a lot that's not in their periphery like they don't they don't know that this is happening it's like unconscious like they're holding on to certain things and it's unconscious and you can see even 
in their conversation outside of, I think they were at Andrew's house and, you know, Issa was like, well, if you want to talk about what happened at the festival, like we can talk about that. And Molly was like, no, like there's, it's, there's so much more to talk about, you know, um, those spaces of like things that we've been hold they, they were holding on to. Like they were holding on to that stuff. And I it like April said in a, one of our other episodes, I think it went all the way back to season one. To broken pussy, you know? Um Let me tell you. <laughs> Cause I went back and rewatched it and I just like, oh man. Yeah. That was dirty. Like oh. it was dirty. But I think that's, you know, I I I would like to see where that started for them. Kind of like this, mm. these like nice, nasty moments, you know, where they like. I think it's dads. part of their personality. Mm. I feel like, cause I feel like they're a little snarky. Any, like they're, even the way they joke is very like, it got a little bite mm-hmm. to it. How they, so I think it, I think that's a part of their thing. And it's like, we may have talked about it before. It's okay to joke when we cool. Like you can, you can be like, "Ooh, girl, your brows look a mess." But if we a little rocky, I'm be like, "Oh, you, you trying to talk? Yeah, you coming for me?" Yeah, and I think that's what, and that's exactly what was it. Issa or Molly said in one of the episodes, "Like, why? I feel like you've been coming." Yeah, you've been coming and, for me, and probably was a little probably. bit. Probably, um, yeah. So I, I, I would love to see how they have the, you know, the conversation. Um, and I also curious to think with Issa, that's two relationships she's she's trying to repair Man. at the same time. Yeah, two very like sentinel relationships. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Because so. I think what we see with Issa is without Molly and Lawrence, that like one episode where we saw her venturing out on her own, like she don't <laughs> really have... <laughs> <laughs> she don't really have anybody you know um yeah and so with her trying to repair both of those relationships at the same time that's gonna be rough because she's gonna be navigating a lot of that on her own and By yeah well and maybe that'll bring them together sooner like once because like you uh, was erica you said um molly's like the rescuer or used to being the rescuer so maybe this will like kind of bring them together faster because Molly will see that Issa is in need but then Molly's also dealing with so, child. Oh gee. Let me tell you what I don't miss in my it's life. A lot. Trauma. <laughs> 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 I am peacefully drama free over here. Ah. Look, I'm so glad we middle aged. Look. Yeah, <laughs> Work is hard. It's but I like I'm glad that this show is is having this because what I see in a lot of like the strong reactions is a lot of projection of like, well, I would never. And I'm just like, y'all, everybody has been a sucky friend at some point. Like, well, certainly. And this well, is certain, a perfect you know, example. Yeah. Yeah. No, I always say nobody wants to be the villain in their own yeah. story. Like, nobody wants to believe that they're the villain in their own story. And there have been moments where I know I can sit back and be like, dang, I was really the villain. Yeah. Like, I was swooping in and killing, <laughs> you know, I was, I was messing some shit up, you know? See, that's what I think when I hear the word atonement. Like, I think of righting a wrong and not necessarily in a way of, like, erasing the wrong, but acknowledging that a wrong took place and I'm going to do what I can so that it doesn't take place again. I think with atonement, it should be a conversation between the two. Like it, so it may even be like, well, what do I need to do? How can I earn your trust or what, like a a mutual conversation versus, well, let me do this huge grand gesture because I'm feeling guilty versus I'm acknowledging that something I did probably caused harm and Maybe there's a way that I can repair this horn, but I want to talk with you about it. Um, so even the conversation of saying, wow, I was not a good friend to you. You made me think of a conversation I had with, uh, I think I was reading something and I was like annoyed at how someone was behaving towards me. Then I was like, oh, wait a minute. This sounds exactly how I used to talk to this other person when when she would annoy me. I, I would 
I was just like, would pick at her. And I was like, oh my God, you were bullying this girl in a way. Like that is not. And so I reached out to her and I, you know, apologized. Like I realized that there are better ways I could have handled, um, you know, our interactions. And I, I'm, I'm sorry for that. And she, she received it, which lets me know that she was aware that I had been. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, kind of like you said, it was like this. Oh, that was me. Like I was that girl that I'm like, don't like when people do that. Yet I did it to someone else. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think it's it's beautiful when you can like, in a sense, kind of rise above and see how your actions start, like how it influences people around you. Um, you know, we always hope that it would happen sooner than later, but whenever it does happen, you know, I think it, it's definitely like Erica said, like a humbling situation where you're like oh dang like this is what I was putting out into the world like this is the energy that I was putting out there and you know I think at that time you have one of two choices you know to ignore it and be like dang that sucks (laughs) you know (laughs) or to be like what can I do to ensure that if this does happen again I can catch it as soon as possible And I can really start to try to put something different out into the atmosphere. You know, Um, I hope Issa and Molly do that. I think they will. I think it's very aspirational. I think they'll get there. I think they'll get there. I have faith Um, in the writers, even though I don't like how they do this relationship. But I think the writers are more intentional about how they tell stories around female friendships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they'll handle this with care. Yeah. Well, this has been cool. I think this has been a good, um, we talked about insecure earlier um, on uh, like a few episodes back and we were kind of at the midpoint. And so I think it's been good to have a little conversation about the finale of insecure. It's so funny y'all because we were not planning to have a full episode on insecure but obviously we needed to unpack some things and so hopefully <laughs> you guys have been able to listen throughout this entire um episode of insecure send us some of your thoughts on the finale um what you thought about it in comparison to some of the things that we thought about it um but we're gonna wrap up that part of this show um one thing that i think is going to be really cool that you're going to want to absolutely listening on is we've got some really great things coming up for you guys in the next upcoming weeks so we thought with everything that's going on um, with these double pandemics that are happening at the same time um, the COVID-19 as well as um, a lot of civil injustices racial injustices that's happening um, we thought it would be really cool to do a series on mindfulness and relaxation and so we've got some really great episodes coming up for you guys to talk about mindfulness and relaxation for a number of reasons and we're just going to give you three really cool key points to why we think this is important to talk about and hopefully that really excites you to listen in to these upcoming episodes Um, so I know for me I think mindfulness is really important to um, dive into as a practice because it allows you to see your thoughts um, and feelings as they are beginning and so you get to sit with those you get to see what those thoughts are in any given situation you get to think about what those feelings are in any given situation and you get to choose what to strengthen you get to choose what to put into act put into action so it allows you to have a little bit more power a little bit more control over those thoughts and over those feelings as they are happening or as you're reflecting on them and so I think that's one of the key reasons for why mindfulness is so important for me and so important for um like as I start to think about teaching other people how to do it um I like mindfulness because it's my time to slow down and get off of the merry-go-round of my thoughts I am um an overthinker too like it's bad and I knew it was bad but having someone like point it out to me once I was like oh I'm really bad at this like overthink 
everything and then would go back and replay the interaction four or five times. So mindfulness, um, it gives me that time to just kind of learn how to be in the moment and not let my feelings take the wheel um, and to take an attitude of letting go even when I feel like I want to hold on to something like, so all this to say, it, it helps me kind of get out of my, my, as I'm over explaining the answer, my, <laughs> my tendency <laughs> to just like overthink something and just being okay with allowing things to happen and unfold. Nice. Nice. So we have, um, really great um, episodes on mindfulness. We're going to lead you guys through mindfulness meditations. Um, so it's, it'll be a three-part series. Hopefully you can find at least one, two, or three of the episodes that really speak to you. Um, and hopefully we can help you with actually starting your practice of mindfulness for some of these really, really important reasons that we've talked about. So look out for that. It'll be coming up on these next upcoming episodes. So hopefully you're ready and um, you'll see different types of mindfulness, different exercises and different ways that you can actually get into the practice of being mindful. Yeah. I'm looking forward to listening to you guys' episodes. So we're each going to do our own episode, you guys. So I'm excited to hear both of y'all. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to put put one together i'm super excited um i've been when i lead them for work i try to incorporate poetry nice into it it's really really oh so i'm definitely oh this will be so fun because now i can be a listener as opposed to being yeah like someone who's engaged so i can be a listener of three sikes and a mic (laughs) there you go be on the other side on the other side for a minute All right, ladies. So this is our time. (laughs) Favorite part of the show to send someone your love. I'll go first this time. Look, don't look at me like that. Y'all look so surprised. (laughs) We like, what? Both of y'all were like, what? (laughs) You gonna go first? (laughs) I will. So we are recording on Father's Day. And I've talked on the episode before about, you know, losing my father um, and how that's been very, very impactful for me as an adult and just kind of, it's really impacted me in a lot of different ways, good, bad, and everything in between. So I want to send my love to my brother, who is um, the uh, most amazing father figure outside of my dad that I can think of. Um, for the love that he gives to his, um, we could say adopted son, Jaden, um, to his son, Jaden, um, and also just the love and care that he gives to my family in the absence of my father. So the love he shows to my mom, um, and to my sister and I, and so I want to send my love to him and say happy father's day, big brother, um, and thank him, um, and let him know that I love him. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, <laughs> See, y'all not ready this time. Okay, Damn. I got, I got something. I got something. Um, I will send my love to Erica this week. Um, who has some amazing things coming up. Um, but also has been under the weather and pushed through like a two-hour Zoom discussion that we had last week and didn't yes. complain not once. Um. So sending my love and, and wishes for healing and peace and calm as the, you know, the next few days roll out as well as rest um, to give your body what it needs and peace of mind, knowing that all things work out for the good and that God's not going to play you. This is words I live by. So just reminding, <laughs> reminding you of that and just sending my love your way. Nice, nice. So it looks like Erica has gotten disconnected. So we're going to go ahead and close out. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode on Insecure. Hopefully you watched before listening to this episode. It was full of spoilers. Um, But we're going to encourage you definitely to listen to our upcoming episodes on mindfulness as each of us walk you through our favorite mindful 
fitness practice activities. Hopefully you find something that you can engage in, something that you can actually use and find yourself getting into a space of meditation and relaxation. So thanks for listening today. We encourage you to um, check us out on our social media at three Sykes and a mic. That's Instagram and Facebook, the number three Sykes and a mic. Listen to each and every podcast as we drop them on Tuesdays, go back and listen to your favorite ones. Send those favorites to friends. Um, just continue to support us. We um, really, really appreciate it. And if you'd like to send us messages, questions, or topic suggestions, please feel free to um, email us at threesikesandamike at gmail.com. And with that, we are going to sign out and we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.